Hi, I'm Joe Ciarella Sweetman. This is a podcast for creatives, entrepreneurs, adventurers, and travelers. Living life in an exciting way, where remarkable women living off the beaten path share their stories of resilience, courage, and hope. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. I believe you are the creator of your life. Don't you deserve to overcome your childhood trauma and take back control of your life? I know how painful it can be to feel disconnected from yourself, your friends, family, and the world. I would like to introduce you to the Illuminate Your Life membership. I help ambitious women dealing with childhood trauma and stressors to feel confidence in their own skin so that they can live life more fearlessly with less anxiety and move out of their comfort zone to embody the commitment of healing and love they've made to themselves. I do this by taking you through proven techniques and practices to connect with your body on a deeper level. Are you ready to feel connected to yourself and others? Feel compassion for yourself. Let go of self-judgment and start showing appreciation. Learn to deal with your anxiety and feel connected. You're in luck. In a couple months, I'll be launching the Eliminate Your Life membership. This tribe will have determined, motivated, passionate women who want to better their state of mind, learn how to deal with their past traumas, and see and evaluate how it shows up for them. No more fake it till you make it in this community. We will practice it until we embody it. Join the waitlist today at backrosecoaching.com slash illuminate your life. By signing up today, you will get more information and a free audio centering practice to start connecting with your higher self today. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Backroads Podcast, where we talk about living life fearlessly off the beaten path. Today on the show, we have Rachel Chamley. She is a mindset coach with a magical twist, and she also hosts the Your Time Now podcast. Welcome, Rachel. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Please tell us about yourself. So I'm Rachel. I'm from the UK. And like you said, I'm a mindset coach, but with a magical twist. So I like to incorporate my intuition into my sessions. I use tarot cards. I use oracle cards and energy healing to really make them shifts happen. Anything spiritual I'm, I'm into. And I love blending the mindset work from the coaching with the spirituality because I think it gives you that added bonus and moves you further to where you want to be. So. Yes, that is wonderful. What about your personal life? Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Are you married? Do you have any kids? Um, I'm going through a divorce. So it's all come about for me. I have been on this journey for maybe about four years in total. I always was interested in tarot and anything magical, but every time I went to see people, if I ever had a problem, I would go to a tarot reader. I wouldn't go to a therapist. I would go to, I would seek out a tarot reader. And they would always say to me, oh, you know, you've got this gift, you could do this. And I was thinking, well, yeah, that's great, but I don't really know how. Um, and I started going to meditation classes every week and that's how things started to move and then as I started to get further into it everything seemed to change I, used, I took on a new perspective 
I was introduced to new things, so things would come into my aura in a sense and align to me and I would hear about these things over and over again and one of them was the secret everybody was talking about the secret and how I had to watch it and that introduced a lot of attraction to my life and my world changed pretty much overnight my mindset changed the way I looked at life changed and I just thought why am I living this life where I don't feel happy, I don't feel complete. And why am I doing it to myself? And from that point, I started to use the practices and tap more into my spirituality, tap more into source energy, look into manifesting, totally revamp my mindset and ended up leaving my marriage that I was in at the time. Um, We'd had quite a few years of just plodding on and not being very happy and I just thought that was the norm that was kind of what I'd signed up to and I just put up with it really and thought there was no different um and then so everything just aligned and I ended up leaving that relationship and everything skyrocketed since So I'm now in a new relationship, which is really healthy and great. I've got my own business. I've started my podcast. I'm aiming to upscale my business to leave work, but I got a new job at work as well. So everything just um, skyrocketed, really. And now I'm just growing and growing more and more. So the, the psychic side, the spiritual side is growing. And I use that more with my clients, which is something that I never thought I would do. I was always interested in being a life coach and doing the mindset work. And I never thought I would incorporate my spiritual side into that. I thought it was a nice hobby to have on the side. But now I know I'm on a clear path that I have to incorporate both. I've got this gift and I need to be able to, I need to share it. It's not my job to hold that back, really. Rachel, that is a beautiful, beautiful story. Like when you were telling it to me, it gave me goosebumps. Because (laughs) most of the time when we do allow ourselves to listen to what we truly want, we have to let go of some things. And it sounds like that's what happened to you immediately, where you were like, okay, it is time for me to make that shift. And I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure there were days that it was super hard. But by making that shift, like you're happy now, you have your business, you have your podcast, and you feel like you're on the right path. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah, it was so weird at the time because I'd obviously, we'd had problems for years and you get to the point where you think, oh, you know, if he would say, oh, I'll change, I'll do this, I'll do that. And everything just kind of aligned at one point and it just got to the point where I, I realized you don't you don't need to change for me and that's not fair and it was kind of I just seen it for what it was um that we had these two separate journeys and we could go our separate ways but both grow from it and I had this real strong feeling like my gut was telling me my mind was telling me and I just trusted it and I really just leaned into it and I was adamant I was I was like, no, this is going to be the best for both of us. We're going to grow and we're going to be friends and we're going to stay amicable. And I I manifested that whole scenario, really. And 
it just worked and we're still in touch now. We're really amicable. He's met someone else and he has a baby. And it's just nice that we've both kind of grown from being apart. It was getting to the point where we were just dragging each other down and it wasn't going in a good direction. And I didn't want to lose that love that we had, but it had changed. So there was just something driving me and I just trusted it. Yes. And that's the word, right? You got to trust it. You got to trust in yourself to know the right decision for you. And it sounds like that's what you did. And the law of attraction has been super huge in my life. Mm -hmm. It's been bigger in my life before I even knew what it was. I always used to just say as a child that I was the luckiest person I know because good things just happen for me. And I just felt super like a lucky person. Have have I gotten older, I figured out that it is law of attraction. It is the secret. It is the mindset. It is the vibe that yeah. we put out into the world. So I would love for you to speak on the law of attraction a little bit more. Yeah. So obviously for me, like I said, I was introduced to the secret. I watched the version of it on Netflix and I was like, wow, this is this is tough to watch at first because the very much, you know, you've created this life and, yes. and you sat there thinking, oh, my life's a bit crap, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> really? And it takes takes a bit of stock um, to think, wow, you know, I've got control in this now. And I just started researching. I was looking into it, um, looking into how to shift my limiting beliefs. And just it just opened up so many doors. And I think when I, when I started researching it, everything kind of come in my path so everything woke up for me in a sense and I just had these big desires that I'd never had before so I suddenly wanted to help people on a huge scale um I didn't know how I didn't know that I was definitely going to be a coach I didn't know even this year things have manifested in a very strange way to what I imagined but I love that part of it And I think it's just looking at the things that you have and seeing how you have manifested them. So when I met my new partner, it was strange because I said, you know, I ultimately manifested him whilst I was with my old, my husband, because I used to think, oh, I wish he'd do this. I wish he'd do that. I wish he was like this. And the universe as soon as I let that go, the universe was like, yeah, you can have all of that. It just looks like this. And it's <laughs> you know, and it's just opening you up to everything coming in a different package, in a sense, but always a better one. So for me, I teach all my clients about a lot of attraction. I I swear by it, it's kind of the, the backbone of my business, in a sense. And I believe that when you connect into who you truly are and what you truly want and then start then you give them the tools to manifest it and that's when the big transformation happens but what I like to do obviously with law of attraction it's all about ask believe receive I think that's where the mindset and the spiritual work I do comes in because I let people I think people have to reflect at first I'm a big believer of this I think when you start hearing that you've manifested your life as it is now, people can sometimes go into a bit of a meltdown of worrying about how they think and worrying about whether the negative thoughts all the time are going to, you know, manifest into something worse. And 
I think people just need to take a bit of stock and see what's going on and see what's working for them and what isn't and see what they actually want because before that point you were not really taught to dream or if you dream you know it's not going to happen or you know we're told blow out your candles at your birthday but make a wish but don't tell anyone you know (laughs) all the things with a lot of attraction go against the grain of what we're we're taught from a young age and I think people need to reassess that in their life and just allow themselves to open up and then once they see the possibility that's when they can start to really dream big. Absolutely I agree with you 100% that it starts with you knowing what you want. Yeah, Because a lot of times I don't think we know what it is that we want. We are told what to want. Like you said, from a young age, we are told, we are asked, what do you want to be? And then we're set on that path of what we're supposed to do with our lives. And so I think just taking that stock on what is it that you truly want and what is working now and what is not working and going about fixing it. And it is, I do believe that too, that when you do start to think, oh my gosh, I created everything in my life. It does start to think, it does start to feel a little daunting. The good news is you could change it at any time. You don't have to live that moment over and over again. The moment you decide to change it, you can. Exactly. And I always used to hear that quote, you know, you can, it takes one decision to change your life. And I, I used to hear it years ago and think, oh, come on, really? One decision. Do you know how crap things are? <laughs> and then it was, and then it is, isn't it? It's one decision to say, right, I am drawing a line under this and making things better. And that is the most powerful intention you can put out to the universe. And you just, everybody, when you do that, the universe is like, whoa, she's saying something different. Let's let's see what she's up to now. Yes. And it starts to send you those things too that you start thinking about and you start to get those weird coincidences that just feel a little different. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, um, obviously, the work I do is opening people up to their guides and angels and getting them to even ask for them signs so that they know that, because that fears, you know, when you're mid-manifestation and you're, you're desperate to get the things that you want and you're hoping that you're on the right path and you just think, oh, you know, I know it's a big thing and maybe it's like coming and you know it's coming and then you ask for them signs and they're just everywhere and you're like, yeah, this is coming, this is happening. And absolutely, for me, I love that I can help people with that bit as well because you've always got that limbo bit of living in your past manifestation, haven't you? And, you know, you think about the things you're doing now and it's everything you manifested not that long ago. Yep. And that is the good news is that sometimes it doesn't have to take a million years. Mm -hmm. Like if you want something and you let that go and you're able to surrender that and be able, like I say, like you have to want it and then you also have to be able to live without it in a sense. And that's when magic happens. That's also the hardest thing to do. It is. And especially when people, they just want things so much, but it's, and the thing is, the surrender part, it's just surrendering to it coming differently as well. Because we always get things in a slightly different package, but it's always so much better 
we think we we know the best way of everything to come and this is what people struggle with isn't it trying to control the universe so much and we shouldn't because the miracles they send are 10 times 100 times better than we could ever think up in our minds i agree with that it is so true what you're asking for most of the time you get it but you get it in a better way but doesn't always come the way that you think it's going to like you said and that is when you start to doubt I think and and that is when the true sense of surrender has to take place and I think the easiest way to do that is to just trust that what you ask for just trust in yourself that what you ask for will come and do you have any other ways of that truly letting go and truly surrendering Well, I teach everybody meditation and I do lots of energy healing meditations and I think that helps people to surrender. And also just the the practices that you put in place through Law of Attraction, whether it's meditation, journaling, gratitude is like my all-time favourite. Things like that. What you find is that... So the manifestation the thing that you think you want isn't always the journey. So I see my clients and they could be anxious or they could be, they could come in with confidence issues and they're so desperate to manifest, say, a better job or something, something physical. And actually what you see is that by implementing all the practices and implementing the way of asking and dreaming and really believing and then releasing, what they're getting is a new way of being. And that's the thing that they feel better with. Then, So that when the thing comes that they're trying to manifest, it's an added bonus because the life already feels good from doing the practices. Yes, I think that's the best. You have to put those practices into place and you have to be intentional with those practices. And it's not just like a one-time thing. It's like an everyday practice. Yeah. And it's a whole change of your mindset. It's, It's literally switching everything up. So I personally don't watch the news. I limit negativity in my life. And I raise my vibration constantly and it just attracts so much better in. And I find that the people I, I used to go on Facebook and things and it would be so draining. And now the people I associate with on there are so positive and empowering and I just see brilliant messages every day. And I just think, you know, it, it just, everything just enriches from making these changes. It's just powerful. It's super, it's super powerful. That's the same thing with my Facebook page too. It used to be like, oh, this is so draining. I don't want to get on there. But no, it doesn't have to be. You can make it what you want it to be. You can surround yourself with the people that uplift you, that inspire you, that motivate you. And that is the biggest shift when you start to do that. Things that you want to see, not put up with things that you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that you said watching the news. That's a big one. That's the quickest way to bring my spirits down. Yeah. I I fell in the trap at the beginning of COVID of watching it all the time, thinking, you know, this is a major 
incident I need to keep up to date and oh it made me physically ill it yes was horrific yeah yes it does that and it does that so quickly you don't even know what's happening like mm. <laughs> you just get in a like a trap almost yeah. where yeah it's not worth it you're gonna hear the news like people are gonna tell you the big news <laughs> like you're not gonna miss out <laughs> no you don't hear all the nonsense that goes with it all the arguments all the drama you just get the bullet lines and that's exactly and that's all we need honestly yeah, definitely <laughs> and earlier in our conversation you were talking about spirit guides and angels and I am fascinated by all of that so if you would love to speak on that I would love to hear what you have to say yeah so for me I have um it's just I've come to this conclusion through my spiritual practice and I didn't realize that my path was going to go down this way that I would be able to use my spirit guides and angels and also connect with others to get messages to get intuition to read my cards um and it's just really grown and grown and what I do um with my clients I and even with my podcast really I tap into my guides I tap into my angels and I speak to them every day I do that through meditation, I do it through guided meditation and just knowing that they're telling me the right things to say and I actually often ask them what should I say in a podcast and I'll pull some oracle cards. So I had one this week and I was recording my podcast and I was like what should I say and I had an idea of what I was going to record and they were like forgiveness, 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 forgiveness and I was like really? So I pulled another card and I got it again and I pulled another <laughs> card and I was like, oh, right, I'll talk about that. <laughs> and um, just for me, it's opened up my life in a whole different way. So I used to, I'm kind of like a stubborn, independent woman who used to do everything herself. And now I've got this like whole pack of, helpers around me that just want the best for me and I tap into them every day and it's amazing and maybe not the best at like surrendering to them all the time because I don't like an easy ride but yes um I'm getting used to that now and opening up the um the asking for help as well I'm used to giving out a lot of help as a healer I feel like I give a lot of help and yeah I'm opening up now to the they're offering my offering help to me as well which is nice I I love that you said like I don't often like an easy ride isn't that true for a lot of us like it's so easy yeah but it seems too easy yeah it feels like it should be hard and I love that you said that because it doesn't have to be no and I I think when you're in the coaching business like we are, you know your own limitations as well and you're working through them all the time. And even when they crop up, you know, you'll get to one level and then you'll think, yeah, I've got this. And then you're up leveling again and you're like, ah, this bit's back, but just a bit higher now. And, you know, you've still got to do the work. And it's it's interesting to see how when your business grows as well, how you've got to be even more open to receiving help and receiving things because you've got to open up to receiving more customers and more 
money coming in and eventually like giving things out to people to help you and it's yeah it's weird how as a healer it's it's so hard to do that and to be okay with that but that's a shift that you've got to make really Yes, and it's a big shift because, like you said, as in our in our careers that we do, we want to help people, and we want to do it without that part of it. I feel like, I mean, yeah. at least for me, growing up, it was like I just wanted to help everyone. And yeah. in my prior job as a cosmetologist, same thing. I would give, 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 and go home emotionally, physically drained, and. At some point, you have to say, I'm worthy of receiving too. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing for me coming out of my relationship. I gave so much to that, even to the point where I I was, you know, adamant I had to fix him in a sense. And, you know, you just, I got to that realisation, you can't fix anyone. And that's the big thing with the coaching world. You know, you can offer out your services, you can offer out what you do, the price you do it, and people who want it and need it and will are ready for it will will come to you and that's that's the big thing isn't it and if we're not offering it out then people don't know where to go as well so it's um yeah it's it's an interesting take especially when you move into having a business when you've always just I mean for me I've always just worked in corporate really so it's a different mindset altogether yeah, it definitely is when you start to work for yourself and realize it's a give and take and mm. you got to put it out there in order for people to find you and you have to be open to the people that are coming to you as well. And also that big mindset change of, as a coach is you can't change people. And that was the biggest thing for me because it was like, I have all these tools, like, let me share them with you. If you use these tools, like you will feel like a million times better, but then people don't use the tools and they come yeah. back and they tell you how miserable they still are and how things are not working but you can't force them until they're no. ready until they're ready to do it you can't force them and that one's been a huge learning thing for me because I'm just like literally all it takes is you doing this every day just one small thing every day yeah and, and once I you start to see the magic it's like you it just snowballs I know <laughs> I had one of my good friends and obviously I was helping her free of charge. <laughs> um, but she would always, she just was like, I want to manifest a man, Rachel. I want to manifest a man. And I was like, right, well, you know, are you are you speaking to your angels? Are you making your list of what you want? Are you, are you imagining it? Are you feeling it? You know, what are you doing? And she's like, I asked my angels and they've not brought it. And I was like, when did you ask them? <laughs> and she was like, Oh, about a month ago. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to do it every day. And as well, you need to not be angry at them because all you're doing is putting anger out there <laughs> that it hasn't come. And, you you know, you've got to think about the way that you're interacting with your angels and your guides because you've got to kind of be nice to them as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they're there, like you said, they have your best interests at heart and they're there to help you and guide you. And yeah, it's a two-way street. You can't, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to put that positive out there. You give, you get what you give. Definitely. And, and that's, yeah. <laughs> I think um, that's the biggest shift. And I think it gives people hope and positivity when, 
they do connect in with the guides and they connect to their angels and they see things so they'll see signs and you know butterflies feathers numbers like they all start flooding in and it just gives people that bit of hope and I love that and I was never um I'm not like a godly person in a sense I you know I went to kind of a Church of England school here and would talk about God would go to church every week but I wouldn't say growing up as an adult I was you know very religious or anything um but I feel that this connection and now I've got spiritually I'm actually more connected to things like that so I find it really nice and comforting that I have this now belief and way of looking at things it just gives me a, a nice perspective on the world Yes, I think we just have to trust in something. We have to put our trust in something, in my opinion, that is bigger than ourselves. And so when we do start to believe in our spirit guides and our ancestors, I do start to think that that shift starts to happen because then we don't feel so alone in the world. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's I went from being in a place where I had lots of people around me, but because I didn't offload or share anything that was going on for me I felt very lonely and I felt that I had a lot of things on my shoulders and when I started opening up spiritually it was it was a weight off really I had this connection I had these people who genuinely were looking after me and it's such a nice feeling like I I don't know where I would be now if I hadn't started on that spiritual path it's quite a a crazy way to think that if I hadn't have just started going to that meditation class every week which was like a spiritual kind of um meditation guided meditation and things I um I just wouldn't have made these changes so it it just it's crazy how it all just falls into line and gets you to where you need to be yeah slow and steady yeah definitely (laughs) All right, I'm going to shift our topic just a little bit because the Backroads podcast is also about travel. I would love to hear some of your favorite travel stories, some travel stories that have changed you or inspired you. Ooh, so for me, definitely, I've always been into travel. I, When I was 20, I left here and I went and lived in Zante for six months, so that's a Greek island. And I just um, worked in a hotel pool bar there, but explored the island, had fun, did what you did as a young kid. Yes. And that was that was amazing, just to live that quieter, chilled life to what you have in the UK. It was just so nice, the sunshine every day, because I'm from the north of England. We don't get that much sun. It's quite cold. <laughs> so that was just that was lovely um as well like I've done a Nile cruise that oh that was amazing that was like connecting back into myself somehow being on that Nile cruise and going around all the temples and it was like it was just so peaceful but there was like some strong connection there I think so that was good um and then just the usual places, you know, so over here, um, it's obviously quite different to where you'll get to travel quite 
regular. So I've been to France and explored different places in France, explored the food. Um, I went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy, which was amazing. That was something else. It's so beautiful. If you, Have you ever been to Italy? I have not been to Italy. That is on the top of my list. I was just thinking everything you're naming off is like on the list. And I'm like, I can't (laughs) wait for the day that I do get to explore Europe. I have not explored Europe. On these trips, were you alone? So the Amalfi Coast was actually my honeymoon, which was, it was lovely. It was so nice. France I went to when I was younger with family. And I remember we we rented a, a gîte that was um, someone my dad, like a friend of my dad's or something. And we were only young and my mum and dad went out for the night and left us in this um, with these friends that were friends of friends, which you did back then. It was like safe. Obviously, I'm in my th- late 30s now, so it was a lot safer when I was a kid. And we we ended up, we were in this um, couple's house and they had their friend over who was a French chef and he was making us crepes. And, oh, it was just so nice. And I just remember that so vivid. And the jeep was like like an old farmhouse and you had this big field out the back and it was just really like country France. It was so nice. Sounds like what you see in the movies. Yeah, it was. It was, it was fab. Um, and then I've been to New York, so that was my first trip to America, which I loved. I, um, I'd always wanted to go to New York and it was one of them places when you live in the UK, it was like, oh, it's so expensive to get there. (laughs) But, um, I remember there was this real good deal on and I was like, right, I can't miss this. I'm, I'm going, I'm doing it. And it was amazing. I did all the tourist things. I did the helicopter ride and, oh, yeah. And that trip was, and that trip was alone. No, that was with my husband as well. So, and then with my boyfriend now, we've actually been to quite a few places together already. So, we've been together um, two years, I think, and we've already been. We've done a lot of Europe trips. So, we've been to Prague, which was just awesome. Such a beautiful city. Yep. And we've went around Poland, so we've been to um, Rawclaw, which is a smaller town in Poland and not really as well known, but if anybody's got the chance, it's, uh, oh, it's so lovely. It's on a par with Krakow and it's just a bit more relaxed, a bit more easygoing and like good beer if you're into that and um just nice culture nice cathedrals churches that type of thing just loads to see and do and when and you then, travel do you travel um like for wellness or do you find you travel for more pleasure or do you mix the two um both really so pleasure um we travel for mainly me and my partner, we love exploring new places. So we do we do like to go on shorter breaks. So we maybe go for like four or five days, but go a couple of two to three times a year. So we do it because we just like to explore, we like to see new cities. Um 
And then I think wellness as well, because when you work in, obviously it's it's normally the only break you get. Obviously, mm. pre-COVID, there wasn't much flexibility with work. You kind of sat in an office like for 40 hours a week or something. And you felt that you didn't get that break away. For me personally, I'm working at home through COVID and like I'm loving the flexibility of that. And it's given me, I don't feel like I need that break as much, but definitely before I needed it for wellness. I needed to feel like I was getting in somewhere different. Yes, and it gets you out of your own way and out of your own head and allows you to be, I feel more open. Like traveling just allowed me to just be a little bit more free to be. Yeah, and I love the fact that you're just getting up and doing your own thing. And I think that's that's what draws me as well to being an entrepreneur. You know, I, I want that flexibility. I want that freedom. I want to be able to enjoy life and actually enjoy my days and know that you've got that kind of holiday freedom in a sense and I think that's that's the buzz for me with travel that it's just relaxed and you're just taking everything in without that pressure yes it's so easy yeah I just that's what I want to create too in my life I want to create that feeling I get when I get off an airplane in a new place and I'm just kind of going with the flow I just let what is B, I have no expectation. I just am living for the moment. And that is the ultimate dream, I think, for life itself. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's just that freedom, isn't it? And that's what travel gives us. But it's it's that thing of that you're away from all your normal routines. And I just think, yeah, it's just, it is it lights me up I love being new places I love seeing new cultures and there's so many places on my bucket list like yes to go. <laughs> just I don't think Jordan it'll just be you know we need to let loose yes how has COVID been for you guys in the UK um well, it's been tough on a lot of people, but I I am so lucky. I've had a, like with my job, I can work from home, so I've not had any any issues that way. And like I said, I personally love the flexibility. Some people have struggled because obviously they're at home with kids, and mm-hmm. um, they've got that added struggle of homeschooling and everything. So I. You know, I feel for people in that situation, but I've been very lucky. And especially as I'm um, like an empath, I sometimes struggle sitting in an office and feeding off people's energy. I felt like I had to protect myself a lot and shield myself. So for me, knowing that I can have a video call or do things at home, and then if my energy's off, I can just go out in my garden and put my feet in the ground or something or I can put some music on and it's just I've got that freedom now whereas when you sat in an office you you're waiting to go out for your dinner or whatever it is and you just feel like your time's constricted and for me personally seeing this other side I'm like well I I like this other side I do like the flexibility I like working from home 
So I think it's helped me a lot because I always worried that I'm very extroverted. So I was worrying that if I ever did pursue my own business full time and left the office life, would I miss people and would I miss that side of it? And so for me, it's been a good eye opener to say no, because I get my interactions elsewhere, but they're so much more positive. So it's it's been a good shift for me. Isn't that crazy? Like for me too, like I am an extrovert and I love, I thought I got all my energy from being around people. I thought that's what lit me up. But COVID has forced me to not be around people, has forced me to be inside. And like you said, with the energy thing, I feel like a new woman. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea for all these years. Like I put myself in situations where I'm surrounded by a lot of people and I thought that was what I needed, but I'm finding I am okay being on my own. Like I am really good at it. Yes. Total shock. (laughs) Yeah. I, I am glad in a sense because it's given me a whole new push for my business. Cause I think, well, I love this flexibility. I love doing things in my time. I'm a night owl and I love that I can do my business late at night without worrying so much about getting up and things. Whereas my work, it was like you started at half seven in the morning and you had to be in the office. So you were up stupid o'clock. And I noticed the other day, I was like, I don't have bags under my eyes anymore. <laughs> it's like this is so much healthier for me and I'm I'm so grateful for it in a sense, obviously not any of the heartbreak that people have went through. Yes. But the chance to just kind of slow down and change the way that we look at everything, it's yeah, it's just brought so much for me personally that um I'm just so grateful for it. And I think I needed it at the time. I needed that break. Yes. And I think even the people that have suffered through COVID and it's been a lot harder for them, I think when we come out of the other side or as we continue to go through COVID, they'll start to notice too that they are learning things that they would have never learned otherwise and that there are there's things to be grateful for even in the midst of chaos because this time it has been hard for a lot of people but I think it also has given people moments to go deeper and go inside themselves and a lot of times people don't want to do that and it's a scary thing to do but when you're kind of forced to be alone (laughs) yeah I think for us as coaches probably seen a lot of that and especially people wanting to tap into a more spiritual side as well. Um, I was shocked that there was an article, I think, and it was saying that most people have kind of sought out a tarot reader during COVID and it's because they just want that comfort. They want a kind of sense of the known in a in a sense. Yep. And... Any sense. <laughs> yeah. And even so with tarot, I would love for you to speak on tarot a little bit more. Um, you said it was something that you had always been fascinated with and that you were going to versus a counselor. And then you've been so fascinated that you've gotten, you have the ability to read cards. And yeah, tell yeah. me about that journey. Yeah. Um, I always 
always was fascinated with them. And I never used to think of myself as um, having any psychic abilities or anything like that or any kind of intuition. I just knew I got feelings, but I never thought I could ever get to the point of reading the cards. And um, through my own journey, I would get messages and things through. And it's just learning to trust myself definitely with the messages I get. And I went to an Oracle card course a couple of years ago, and that seemed to open me up to more things with cards, interpreting the cards. And then I'd looked at tarot, um, I think about three years ago, and I was trying to learn them, but I was trying to learn it like... um, Somebody was teaching me, like, study each card and learn how to do it, and it it was just too structured for me, and I had got switched off, and then my brother-in-law passed away quite suddenly, and I just never went back to them until this year, really, and when I've went back to them, I've read them for myself, and I've read them for others, and they've always been very accurate, but I wouldn't say I was... Um, like a fortune teller with them I, I use them for coaching purposes so I use them to look at what's blocking you look at what's getting in your way that type of thing and I've just really tapped into trusting what I get and the messages that come through it's it's funny in a sense that I just trust I know what to say I say the most random things sometimes and I think where is that <laughs> and somebody's like oh I can't believe you said that and I just love I love the cards I love how deep they go for people I think it's just a great way people connect with the visuals on there so for me personally I like the ones that are more picturesque than some of them so I use the light seers tarot cards and they're just so pretty and the picture tells a thousand words as well yeah So if anybody's struggling with tarot, like learning it the normal way, please just connect to the picture and say what you see. Because often it's as straightforward as that. And they're never wrong. I um, I don't pick the cards for people. I shuffle them and they pop out. I ask them to pop out for the cards that they need. And I just love the magic in them because they're always accurate. They're always what somebody needs to hear. And as a tool for helping people with coaching they've just been amazing but I never thought I would actually incorporate it in coaching I just thought that was like something I did on the side but now it's a massive part of what I do yes and with tarot isn't there two sides to each card yeah so you can use the reverse um some people don't like to do that I tend to keep my cards all the right way. So if I get a reverse card, it's for a reason. Whereas some tarot readers will just have them any way up. And that's, you know, they'll just go with the flow of what comes. Whereas for me, I personally just keep them the right way. Because I think both the the message is there either way for me. Mm-hmm. So it's... It depends on the question I've asked the card. And I ask the card certain questions. So if there's one that's what's holding you back, then it comes out and that's the message. And often I find with that one, 
I'll get the most positive cards. So I'll get there's the star card, which is like so positive. It's about shining your light, putting yourself out there, knowing knowing how vibrant and beautiful you are. And then if you get that when you're holding it, yourself back, what's holding you back, then that's telling me that you're not connecting mm-hmm. with that side of you. So for me, it depends on the question I ask and how it falls into where it it goes in the flow of the questioning. Yes. But there is, um, I think tarot often scares people because there is that side of, oh, I don't want to get a reversed card. Yes. And it can be a little bit more truthful than, people see it as slightly more truthful than the oracle cards because the oracle cards can be a bit more positive meaning. Um, For me, the tarot just gives you a little nudge. I don't see anything negative in them. Yes. I just see them as development, I think, the way I use them as well. Yes. You know, Do you encourage people to journal on what the findings of the card says or how do you – Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For me, journaling, if you're using your cards – so I use mine daily. I draw mine for myself daily and I journal in what I get as well. And it helps me flow because for myself, I – I don't tend to read the cards as well as what I do for someone else until I start writing it down. And then when I'm writing it down, I'm connecting to my subconscious and I'm connecting to my intuition and my higher self and it just flows. Whereas when I just look at it, I've obviously got this block in my intuition that some days I'll get it and it's like, yeah, I've got that message. Thank you very much. But other days it's like, I just need to tease this out a little bit. And that's where the journaling comes in. Because you just start to flow with your subconscious and everything kind of gets more clear. Yeah. I've always been fascinated with tarots myself and I've gotten very many tarot readings and that's left me in tears and wide open. (laughs) And and it's always something that I needed to know at that moment in time. And so I myself have been fascinated with tarot, but my family seems to think it's the dark side (laughs) and and are just like... They don't agree with it at all. And so what would you say to people that are thinking like tarot is not the light side of magic? Well, to be honest, my family don't like tarot. To be honest. They they don't really get what I do in a sense. So I can totally relate to that. But I think it depends on the reader. So for me, I use tarot in a positive way. All my sessions are about you being coached and moving from a place where you're not feeling your best to getting you to a point where you're walking out of a session feeling completely uplifted with a, a way to move forward, a way to feel more confident and actually know how to put these things to, to rest in a sense. So the things that are holding you back, how to overcome them. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that couldn't be positive in that session, I don't feel. Um, yes, it's going to trigger some things. And yes, you're going to have to confront the fact that you might not be shining your light. You might be putting somebody else's emotions in front of your own. There's things like that. Or your own inner critic could be needing some work. But it's still, you're going to be walking out there in a better position. 
Yes. So it's all about that intention that you put behind it and about, yeah, that's exactly what I was telling my brothers and my family was I am a light worker. I am a healer. I have goodness within me and that is what comes through. And so they still don't get it, but they don't have to, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. And I think sometimes, um, you can be the black sheep in a little sense, can't you? And be the one that's drawn to different things. And until they see how it benefits you, sometimes there might be your family, especially, might just be a little concerned and a little bit, oh, you know, is she going off the rails a little bit? <laughs> stepping out of the norm. And it's hard for people to understand. And I think I've definitely come across that with my family and people around me. But I think when you you know for yourself, you, you're so confident that you're doing it, you're a light worker, you want to help people. The intention behind that is so powerful and like more people need to be doing that because people need it. Yes. And yeah, and you're helping so many people with what you do. Is there anything that you're working on currently? So I am... I've just launched my new program, which is Find Your Inner Magic. So a lot of what I do is about clearing the path to actually find yourself and find that intuition, unlock all of that. So I've just launched that and I've started my first group coaching with that, which is fab. Congratulations. Thank you. Um starting to do my meditations and sell them individually or as part of like a package of of work um because I find that my meditations are really quite healing for people with having an energy healing background people can have some big shifts in them so I want to get them out to people who can use them as they need them so I've just launched kind of a products page for that which is good as well and I'm open to what's coming, really. I've got a few um, collaborations that I'm chatting through just to see how it would work. But I'm very um, I'm very interested to see where my guides are taking me, really. Mm-hmm. I to have some big plans on the cards, and that's what my cards keep telling me. <laughs> um, and I've just got 111 in front of me now. <laughs> so that's just popped up on something. And... Yeah, I just keep getting these big signs that I'm not home and I'm not going down a, a one route path. Yes. And I think this year has taught me that. And I'm a manifesting generator, if you know anything about human design. So I change my mind a lot. And even though there's an overall theme of what I do is help people with spiritual mindset work, the way it the way it comes out in products and things I do, I think is always going to be quite an evolving project. So it's quite interesting, really. Oh, beautiful. I am so proud of you for all that you're doing and how you're helping the world be a better place. Oh, thank you. (laughs) How can our guests connect with you further? How can they support you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, which is yourtimenow underscore. And I have a Facebook group on um, which is all about empowering women and connecting with your intuition. There's loads of good things on there. I've got my podcast, Your Time Now, which is just a mix of 
magic and mindset work. So I'm, I'm loving my podcast. And then I do private sessions. I do um, breakthrough sessions where I do a combination of coaching, cards and energy healing. And then I do the coaching with the cards sessions as well as like regular coaching sessions that people need as well. So there's there's loads out there and I'll I'll let you have all the links and things. Yes. Is there any last comments or feedback or anything on your heart that you feel like sharing with our listeners today? Just, um, I think for anybody who's thinking of, they're interested in intuition or they're interested in spiritual work, just get in touch because it doesn't mean opening up your intuition. I think sometimes people think I've got to be the next fortune teller in my village or, you know, it means I've got to do it professionally and it doesn't, but by opening up yourself opening up spiritually you attract more love into your life you attract more happiness and you attract more source energy so you can manifest quicker and everything just gets that little bit brighter and lighter and feels so good and magical so if you are in that position where you're wondering about it just reach out and ask somebody because it's amazing yes just got to be open that's the word huh yeah definitely Yes. Well, Rachel, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you for opening your heart and sharing with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been so nice. Thank you for listening to the Backrose Podcast. To learn more about your host, Josie Aurelis-Sweetnin, join her on Instagram at Josie Aurelis for daily inspiration. Or come be a part of the conversation of empowerment and positivity on the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. If this podcast resonates and inspired you, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and share this with a friend. Here's the Backroads theme song by Mike Kramer. I hope you have a beautiful week, friends. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. All my life I've been walking on the paved roads Staying in the sun and away from the shadows Living between the lines, following the path Everybody said was the only one to travel Keeping home in sight, afraid I otherwise might Get lost, go to pieces and totally unravel Working hard to quiet a heart that's aching to be free and is always crying out to me saying let's take the back road let's see how things go let's walk with the tin man the lion and the scarecrow let's leave the city and move to the village all it takes is a little bit of faith and courage let's take the back roads